I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out by incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical. I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about, and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it, throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? Six hours of holding that emotion. Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up. All to create change in all the parts that make you, you, so we can start healing ourselves and each other. Hey, all right, everyone. Welcome to Heal Thyself, another episode. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. As always, what a good show we have coming up today. So a lot of people DM me, a lot of people ask me, hey, doc, what do I do when I'm feeling off? So today... I put the five, the top five things to do when your body's feeling off, when your mind is feeling off, when you're just not right. Here are the things that I want you to try out. So we'll get to that in the knowledge bomb. And, and, and we have an awesome, awesome OG of naturopathic and integrative medicine, Dr. Paul Anderson, better known as Dr. A, is joining the show. And we're going to talk about COVID. Now, I haven't really talked about COVID since before COVID, mostly because it's massively political and there's so many differing views. And then on the other side is because uh, platforms do not take well if you have any opposing view. Dr. A is so well-researched and so well-respected integratively from all sides of medicine that I am so happy and confident to have him on that we can really learn more about, well, what is COVID and why so many people got sick? And what are the, some of the underlying things that we're not talking about as to why seemingly healthy people have gotten sick from this infection in the past almost two years now? Also, he's going to speak about what are some of the best supplements out there that we see in research that have been shown to be protective. So he's going to give us a new perspective on COVID, maybe stuff we haven't heard about or stuff that is slowly coming out in the research. But uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing stuff. So let's get to the knowledge bomb. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, 
rosehip oils. And the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. How many of us feel off weekly, maybe a few times a month, maybe, maybe every day? We know when we're off too, right? We wake up, we're just like, kind of sluggish and maybe we slept well and maybe we didn't, but then we see and we slept for eight, nine hours, but we feel really off or we wake up feeling great and in the middle of the day, it just hits us and our body feels off, right? Our stomach doesn't feel as good as it does. Definitely those times when we feel mentally drained, right? Or we feel sort of depressive symptoms come on, anxiety come on, really discomfort or overwhelmed. All of those things I'm talking about under the umbrella of what it is to feel off, quote unquote off for lack of better terms. But what I wanted to do and what my goal to do in this knowledge bomb was to give you very simple interventions that are cheap, actually, that are free outside of the time that you're taking to do it, that are free for you, right there for you when you're feeling off. So let's get started. I created a little acronym to give uh, reverence to my friend, Dr. Sam. And she's been on the show uh, once, maybe twice. And she's a good friend of mine. And um, we know her as Dr. Sam, but her real name is Saman, her full name. So uh, the acronym is Saman. And she just had a birthday last month. So I'm going to start with the five things to do when you are feeling off. 
Number one, solitude. And how perfect the timing is for this because guess what? I just drove back from Josh, Joshua Tree straight to the studio and I was there. And I was there for three days and I was there with electronics. And the the power of solitude, and you don't have to be dramatic like me and pack up your car and get an Airbnb and stay there in silence for three days. Or you can. But what I'm submitting to everyone here is that we take the time to be alone. And that's hard for a lot of us, especially those extroverted people like me, right? We just want to chat. We want to be included. We have fear of missing out on everything. So we want to go to every event. We want to go to every lunch, every dinner, hang out with all these people. And then when we're home, we want to get on the phone and go through Instagram and then call our mom or call our friend from out of town. And we're just going and going and going. And we forgot what it was to just be. We are in a state of constant doing. And when we come back to a state of being, it is facilitated mostly, almost always, by silence. This is why meditative gurus have said to get quiet, right? And be quiet and get deep into yourself. Well, the way to do that is to get in silence. And solitude is really, really important, right? Now, we are communal beings. We are tribal beings, right? This is how we thrive and survive. But that doesn't mean we couldn't and shouldn't take the time to be alone. So what I submit is take a day of the week. I mean, take a half a day, take some time, maybe maybe two hours in the morning on a Saturday morning, maybe three hours on a Sunday morning. Go be alone, right? Find a place in your house where you can be alone, close the door and dedicate that time for yourself. I actually have made a lot of use of noise canceling headphones and I put them on and they cancel a lot of noise and I'm able to get really quiet. So. When I'm washing the dishes, the music's off and I'm washing the dishes and I'm really intent on doing what I'm doing and I'm being pr very present. I'll do a whole show on the solitude, my experience in solitude. But really what I found is, generally speaking, solitude allows us to see the very things that we're running away from. Solitude allows us to integrate the very things we're running away from. And they could be scary. They could be really scary. But we our body is always trying to get into balance. We know this because when we cut our leg or our hand, I got a Band-Aid on my hand right now, when we cut our hand, the body knows how to clot and heal. And we don't really think about that mechanism much. But the same goes with emotional traumas and the things that we're holding in. The body knows very well how to release them. We override it with our mind thinking we know better or we don't wanna show that, ex that expression of vulnerability or whatever it is, we don't wanna experience it. But the body's always trying to do it. And the reason this is the first one in this acronym is because a lot of the time when we're feeling off, it's because things are resurfacing and we're pushing it down. And the energy it takes, the mental energy that it takes to subconsciously pull down and push down all the things you don't want to look at will drain you, right? So the reason why I say this is that if you're distracting yourself and you tend to feel off, there might be a bigger reason why. And solitude is where you might find it. Okay, number two, A, art, 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 art. What I mean by art is, what is your unique gift to the world? And how does your soul create through art, right? We are communal beings, I mentioned that. We thrive in community, right? But at our very nature, we are creative beings our very, very nature, whether we're in communities or not, we are creative beings. It's actually something I found when I was in solitude, is if I wasn't a doctor and I didn't have a podcast, who am I, right? Because it's very, or social media, it's very easy to identify with the things that we are interacting with 
all the time on the day. So uh, I found that my my soul would love to create, and my way would be through performance art, uh, through plays, through song, through just writing. I find a lot of love being spilled out onto paper, and that's the way that I give my gifts to the world. But I ask you for yourself, what is your art? And do you even know what your art is? When you were a child, I'm sure you did, but are you honoring your art? If you're, how many of us create something, take the time, get quiet. Let's say we're, we're painters, we love painting, but we haven't painted in so many years, but I feel really off, but I don't have time to paint because I feel off. The irony is that maybe, just maybe, you need to get out your canvas, put on some music or silence, whatever it works, and make a painting. And how many of us make that painting and we go, oh man, I feel more off than I did before. It's, it's, it's inevitably the answer is never. So what I'm trying to submit to you is that we all have unique gifts. Get back in touch with your what your art is and do it. And if you don't think you have time for it, make time for it. You always have time. We have, look, listen, we have time to scroll Instagram. We have time to watch videos. We have time to watch Netflix. If we're, fe- if we're doing those things and still feeling off, it may be that we need to do something more creatively expressive like our art, okay? M, movement, 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 major. If you're feeling off, especially in your body's feeling stuck and the energy's feeling stuck and sticky and it's not moving and you're mentally feeling crappy, maybe even a little depressed, go outside. I don't care if it's freezing out. I don't care if it's dreary out. Get an umbrella. I don't care if the sun is out. Go on a walk. You need to move your lymphatic system. You need to move your blood. You need to get nutrients and oxygen to your organs, including your brain. You will feel better once you start moving. So, and that doesn't mean you don't have to do a super crazy CrossFit workout. You don't have to do a beach workout. You don't have to do a high intensity workout. If all you can afford in the middle of your workday at work is to go on a 20 minute walk, do it and you will feel better. So do that movement, movement, movement. Okay. What's the fourth one? A. Now this one might be a little bit difficult for some people because it requires you to get out of your comfort zone right? You can, it's uncomfortable to be silent, but it's accessible right now. It's uncomfortable to to make time to do your art, but it's accessible. Might be for many people uncomfortable to start moving, but for many people, including me, who, who's grown up to keep to themselves, don't talk to strangers, affirmations, the fourth one is, can be challenging, but affirmations, what I mean is this, There is something really powerful that happens when you give an affirmation to a stranger. Really powerful, actually. Almost therapeutic, almost curative in many ways, because if you're feeling off, I challenge you. Do do the other things, but I challenge you. Walk up to a stranger and give them a heartfelt compliment on something you love about them or you admire about them. It could be their energy. It could be their smile. It could be their outfit. It could be the way they walk with such confidence. Get uncomfortable. Do it with one person and see how you feel. Take a, in, take a check-in right with your body. Audit. Get the feelings. So go, okay, before I feel like this, now I'm going to do this, and now I feel like this. Inevitably, you will feel better in your body. Why? It's because you are expressing all of the positive energy, and by expressing the positive energy, guess what you're doing to your biology? 
all of the really feel-good hormones are being released, right? The dopamine, the serotonin, your cortisol is going down, your epinephrine is going down, neurotransmitters, the GABA, all those things you're feeling and you're being flooded with all of the very things that were being suppressed and brought down and bogged down by your state. So super quick way, go out there and be a light, right? Be a light in your neighborhood, be a light if you go to the mall, be a light if you're at work, but be that light continuously and continuously and continuously and see how your internal state changes. And by changing your internal state, you're giving your signals to your organs to behave differently from the brain. And by your organs behaving differently, you're changing the state of your body. You're reducing that inflammation that is causing the very things that are putting you on a state where you're going, I feel really off today. All right. And the last one, and I would be remiss if I didn't say nature. Nature is healing. We know that. We actually have data that nature is healing. They are aromatics in the air when you breathe in the forest, but there's also negative ions. Put your feet on the ground. Catch the sunrise, catch the sunset. If you're chronically feeling mentally bogged down, physically crappy, and you're not doing the very basics, and your doctor is giving you, whether it be supplements or medication and not talking about these, then they are missing the basic art of medicine. And the basic art of medicine is that you need to reconnect to nature and yourself. Always start there, then do all of the other fancy things. But if you're not doing that, then you're missing the boat. Nature, nature, nature. All right, there's the five things you need to be doing if you're feeling off. I really hope they help put them into practice today. All right, everyone, today's special guest, super special, awesome, awesome. We have a naturopathic and integrative doctor here. And Dr. A has been at it for quite a while. He's the OG, that's what I say from my side. but. When it comes to cancer, chronic disease, infectious disease, he is my go-to. I've read all his books. I'm a big fan. And now we got the guy over here ready to drop some bombs on us. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience will prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health 
animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open that I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen. It's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. So, Dr. A, Dr. Anderson, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, yeah. it's a pleasure. It's uh, I, I I know you're out in Portland, uh, huh? Seattle, actually. Yeah, close. Seattle, Seattle, yeah, Seattle, close. Yeah. Beautiful for like three, four months, right? It, and then it is kind of so good for those three or four months, <laughs> and it's it's a little wet right now. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's it's some of the most lush nature, and I'm yeah. always a proponent of telling people to go out in nature, and that's some of the best nature in America. It, yeah, I mean, it's like, beautiful up here. It is. Yeah. It feels like you know I'm in LA, and the air is very different. It's all of a sudden crisp, and your lungs yeah. are rejoicing every time you breathe in. Yeah, it's so it's it's awesome stuff. It's nice, yeah, yeah. And I had meant to be down with you guys, but uh, with with everything going on, just wasn't able to travel as much as I usually do. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's okay. I mean, this is the power of technology, but Doc, that's right. you're talking about everything going on. And I know that you are one of the most well-respected when it comes to infectious disease out there. Um, I discovered you through the cancer route, but first of all, I, I, I'm going to ask you a very broad question and we can narrow it down, but why the heck are so many people getting sick and dying from this disease that's out there, COVID? Mm-hmm. I know from my side what I've been looking at since the beginning, and it was co- comorbidities that, that people are, especially standard Americans, are uh, afflicted with. But, but I know you've done so much research. You've seen patients. What's going on from your perspective? I bet the answer to that question could probably fill days of material, but um, it really is sort of the million-dollar question around what's going on with uh, 
COVID-19 illness. And I think, you know, we'll just start out with a framing, a bit of framing, which really helped me kind of put this into perspective. Um, when we talk about people getting sick right now, one of the frustrating things for both healthcare providers and the patients is um, you'll see one person and, you know, they kind of sail through the experience and yeah, they're sick and they maybe need some support and medication stuff, but it's not that big of a deal. You see another person and they wind up, you know, in, in a few days and they're in the hospital, you know, or in the ICU or something and everything in between. It's so unlike most other illnesses that we've seen recently anyway, that that's, that's very confusing to people. How can, you know, one viral entry into humans who should be similar cause such a variety of problems? Um, and so one way, and, and I've been, as you mentioned, I, I, I started speaking uh, nationally and internationally about the immunology of COVID and all this business in probably the beginning of April, 2020. So we've been going a long time. And something that really helped as we went along was to look at COVID-19 as the illness. And we, we believe then that's triggered by the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So the virus and the illness really are two different tracks to ill health. And it's similar, although not the same, but it's similar to having an HIV infection versus having the disease we call AIDS. And so COVID-19 as a disease is the virus is the trigger, but then there's everything else that you either brought to the illness or that happened to you concurrent with that illness that what we believe now is what creates this huge variety in the experience of having COVID-19 as a disease. And so then if you think of it that way, it's like, okay, we have the one constant, which is this virus that we call SARS-CoV-2. And then that sort of opens in some people Pandora's box to a lot of uh, physiological and immunological shifts that go on in their body. And so then if we take, well, that's COVID-19, the disease. And then, as I said, you've got people all the way from barely any symptoms to medium symptoms to hospitalization, and some people die. It's, it's mind-blowing, you know, that it could be that wide. Well, when that happens, and we look at COVID-19 as this variety of diseases, there's a couple of categories of things that it appears from the research and just clinical experience that uh, make you more likely to go one direction or another with your COVID-19 disease. So the first, and, and this is something um, in the early, early days uh, when I was just by way of uh, background in, in uh, the very th first thing I was asked to do was to get uh, a hold of the Chinese hospitals that were dealing with most of the COVID patients. And this is before we had a lot here in the U.S. And um, so I got in and uh, I went into their data system. Uh, so usually we worry about the Chinese getting into our systems. I actually backed into their data system for their hospitals and uh, downloaded everything that they had collected. And then I had to have it translated for Mandarin because I don't read Mandarin. Uh, mm -hmm. But I went through and I started looking at all of their data and they were collecting data on everything. And one of the things even way back then that, that got my attention, because it's so much like some other diseases, is 
100% of the people that got hospitalized had other infections that went on. So now there's many other things uh, that, that they also looked at and we've looked at since then. But one of the critical things that I keep trying to bring up, especially when physicians ask me about troubleshooting, is we have to remember that humans generally carry a lot of potential infections that we may not experience. We may not feel them. There are a lot of them are asymptomatic or we're exposed to things that our immune system's pretty good at, you know, blocking. That doesn't mean we don't have stuff. So then the people get, you know, something that's very immunologically stressful, like SARS-CoV-2 virus, and it basically takes that protection away. So you got this viral infection and you got whatever these other co-infections are that are going on. So just, just from that point of view with the infections, if you um, get SARS-CoV-2 and then you have one, you know, co-infection and a pretty spunky immune system, maybe not such a bad deal. Um, go to the other end of the spectrum, you get SARS-CoV-2, you've got two or three or maybe four co-infections that are silent and not a great immune system might push you into a lot of the, you know, either respiratory or cardiac or, or clotting or other problems that we see in COVID-19 disease. So there's this idea of the other infections and then the where your immune system is, is I think the big variable. So then that's affected by, you know, everything. So your age affects it certainly, but your general level of health. Uh, now we know, you know, your level of vitamin D, which is a huge immunomodulator in the body, um, tends to be, you know, your uh, diet and blood sugar control seems to be very, very important here. And also how much your muscle is metabolizing, you know, in, in well, in all of medicine, but in, in cancer, in modern times, we talk about muscle as medicine. And the more muscle mass you have as a human, uh, the longer you live with cancer. And that's just a real basic, but um, it turns out it's the same in infectious diseases as well. So there's there's like, you know, the entree point is this virus, and then there's other infections hanging out, plus your immune system. And then your immune system really then, as I say, that's probably the biggest variable as to how this all affects you as you go through it. Mm. So it's so powerful to think, and even as you said in the beginning of this, HIV and AIDS, it seems that you're saying the virus is introduced, but it's really how you said what you are pre-existing with or what happens during the infection that really determines. So yeah. you name a few factors, definitely the blood sugar, the vitamin D that a lot of people have been talking about. But you, you mentioned infections. Were there any infections that you saw in the data, whether it be from the hospitals in China or in your own research, any co-infections that are really, really pushing this to become very severe? Well, that's... Um, it and this is a lot, it's a lot like, you know, oncology where we would all like really clear linear answers, um, but the, this is not that way. Um, what I will say is every study that has been done on COVID-19 patients where they actually looked for co-infections, 100% of them find them. So that's a big deal. Like this is not just 20% of people get co-infections. It's like every time we look, darn, you know, there's, there's all these things going on. What I would say first is it's a huge variety of things human or humans are exposed to and could come from fungal uh, things, could be parasites, could be bacteria, could be other viruses. So 
if you if every time we look though 100% have co-infections that's a big deal now the next thing i'll say is if you look at uh because there's data from asia from parts of europe north america now south america the next thing is there's a lot of endemic uh, chronic infections that may be more common in you know the area of italy than they are in you know north america so there's geographically common things, but the first thing is, is that it's not a small group of things. It's when I look at this group and I look at all the different research, it's, it's all of the chronic things that a human could be exposed to and their body might've become a little bit friendly with. So we, you know, we carry little bits of fungus in us and sometimes a few parasites and other things. As I said, some of the infections that we see that are very common are common to a lot of our chronically ill people, such as atypical lung infections. So uh, there's organisms, uh, mycoplasma pneumonia, and it my, mycoplasma actually has a whole bunch of other uh, relatives that could be there. Uh, chlamydia pneumoniae, which is a lung infection. That's not the sexually transmitted one. It's a lung infection. There's some uh, viral illnesses uh, that are very common. Uh, relatives of Epstein-Barr and Epstein-Barr, for example, um, and then the other thing, which has been researched less, uh, but I think is a big factor, at least in the chronically ill population, are people maybe who had recovered from uh, the Lyme disease complex of illnesses. So it could be Porelia, the Lyme organism or others. Those seem to reactivate as well. Um, and then, as I said, there's some fungus that we don't normally think about, but that are not uncommon like aspergillus, et cetera, which certainly it's it's bad enough it's in your digestive tract, but aspergillus can be in the lungs too. So those tend to be the ones in North America that um, it, let's say someone, you know, they're not going to get hospitalized. They've been checked for, you know, the big bad pneumonias. They didn't check them for anything else. Usually that's all recommend that they look for those organisms. So it's very similar to working up a sort of an unknown uh, what appear to be a chronic infection patient. Very, very similar bugs. Incredible, because then you think about how many of us have up to a threshold infections as it is. You mentioned that some where our immune system has a control over and it's not overtaking us, but how many of us are right at the threshold and all we need is an infection with COVID mm -hmm. to experience those that set of COVID-like symptoms. And it's interesting to me because I know many people who've gotten it and you know, in my group of friends, we're all fairly healthy. We all did fine, but there's a lot of people in the Northeast, like my family in, in the inner city part of New York, who didn't do well with it. Mm -hmm. And I know people who've passed away with it. But then how do you, there's a lot of people who say, okay, here's the infection part. Does that put a lot of weight as to why we see people who don't have comorbidities, like a pre-existing lung issue or obesity or cardiovascular disease. Is that why some people who are quote unquote are, or have a clean bill of health are getting, some are maybe getting sick and being hospitalized? Yeah. And I think that is, and it's, that's the frustrating thing for people to wrap their heads around is this person looked really healthy and then, you know, they get the infection kind of opens right. Pandora's box and, and, there, there's two things about that. One is, um, as you said, every human, but but especially people maybe whose immune systems are more challenged, will be closer to the threshold for a lot of these chronic 
infectious things that we just carry with us that don't bother us really, but they need the door open. Um, so one of the things that I've seen as a pattern is um, person is otherwise really healthy. They look pretty healthy, et cetera. Uh, and then they, the viral infection opens the door and there's a lot behind the door. So they just, you know, they get hit really hard and maybe even hospitalized. When you deconstruct most of those cases, not all of them, um, the immune system, remember I said in, in the middle of the, in, you know, the primary viral infection and all these other factors is your immune system and how spunky it is. A lot of times these folks have had sort of some low-grade chronic things going on, just chipping away at their immune function. So when they get the challenge and you open the door and there's a lot behind it, it's just too much. It's overwhelming. Mm. And I think that's where things such as, and, and again, we, there's no absolutes with anything, but especially with COVID-19. But I think that's where things such as underlying uh, underlying blood sugar management seems to be a huge thing because it's better management is lower inflammation and a lot of downstream, you know, things that don't stress your immune system. Worse management is uh, very pro-inflammatory. Pro-inflammatory is a drain on the immune system and some of the hormonal things that support your immune system. Uh, so chronic long-term blood sugar management, which if you're healthy, not, a, not got COVID, um, you may not notice a lot from that if you're out of balance or whatever. Um, the other thing uh, is in some people, um, you know, that I mentioned earlier, this uh, balance between muscle metabolism and fat metabolism, which kind of goes along with blood sugar, but it's more about our body moving. And um, muscle metabolism sends signals out to the body that are very supportive to immune function and, and resistance. Fat metabolism is more associated with pro-inflammatory and, and immune you know, immune stressors. So there's a lot of things in there that can go on. And, and I think that's why, you know, and we haven't looked at everything, but I, I think that's why some of these global, um, generally good markers of uh, uh, body support and immune support, like vitamin D levels and other things like that, I think that's why they make such a difference. Uh, because again, just like we can have infections under the threshold, we don't notice, we may not have the greatest metabolism going on underneath, you know, that, uh, that, that leads to that. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I think it's, it's lots of factors, but what, what your immune system's doing behind the scene and how much, uh, margin it has appears to be a huge factor. And do I get a little sick or do I, you know, get real sick? Yeah. It's incredible because we're really just relating it to what is the, what is the atmosphere that it's living in? What is mm -hmm. the, what is the field? What is the field of health, right? Is it a pro-inflammatory state? Is it an anti-inflammatory state? And how much has your immune system been taking a toll? So it can be such that we'll see someone who looks physically fit, but you know they may be dealing with something that's been smoldering for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. It's been my thought process, but I love that you talk about muscle and muscle metabolism and the more muscle, the better. Um, a, a friend of mine, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon is huge and she talks about muscle metabolism and the importance of it as even a, as muscle, as a sort of like a hormonal organ, signaling yeah. our body to reduce inflammation yeah. and telling our immune system. So you got me excited. You got me ready to go to the gym after this and, and put on some more <laughs> muscle. <laughs> I am inspired already. <laughs> I'm feeling good, doc. Can I ask you, so we're, okay, we're in the, what is it, a, a year and a half, two years 
yeah, we're we're approaching two years with approaching this. two years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ah, uh, man. Uh, what is the state of it? Where are we going? I mean, I, I, I'd be remiss if I'm not speaking for all the followers going, how much longer of this do we have? Yeah. I know you don't know. No one knows, but right. you probably have a better idea than most. Well, yeah. And I, I think um, obviously that's the other frustrating thing is you, you have a novel, you know, infection and disease for humans uh, such that most of us have not seen in our lifetime and it's worldwide. And and a lot of things I talk about are, I'm in a few groups of physicians or scientists that we share information. So, you know, it's not just the, the number of patients I've seen or the stuff I've looked at, but it's the thousands the other people have seen too. Uh, and so there's people in these, these groups who are really kind of tied into the epidemiology and the timing and all that. And most of them that seem to know, you know, this is the trajectory of the numbers. They're really saying that, you know, we're, if, if we're not at the endemic level, it's close. And then that slide from endemic to, you know, just a, a background infection such as influenza that comes back periodically, because by the way, COVID-19 is never leaving the human population. It's going to mm-hmm. come back and It'll be it'll be here again. It'll probably be degraded, so it'll be a lower grade disease, but it, it'll always be here. But what they're basically saying is somewhere between you know January and April, they they feel that that kind of drop off is just is finally going to hit. And part of that is this mass of we've had a lot of people get the disease naturally and develop natural immunity. We've had a lot of people uh, with grafted immunity from, you know, immunization and some mixture in there. But what's really important is not those two categories, but the mass of uh, uh, of immunity, you know, that's carried so that as the virus mutates and as it makes trips around, it's got less willing hosts, you know, to, to be a problem for so, you know, and we all could be wrong, you know, but mathematically and looking at cases and looking at, you know, the weakening of the virus over time, that appears to be the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think what's really important though, is it's kind of, uh, you know, from let's, let's say, you know, we're looking further down the road in the future. It's really underscored this idea that you know, yes, you, if I, if I get sick today with something, I can't change all of my diet and my lifestyle and everything. expect that to affect me today very much, you know, but what it could do, I think for us humans is sort of open our minds, the idea that that is a pretty big effect. And maybe, you know, why don't I work on making myself a smaller target for the future, you know, by is all these things we've talked about. Uh, and I think that's probably the most important part. Now let's chat about something crucial. That is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, 
It's a quality brand, not only just with Omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Pure's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Pure is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Pure.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Pure. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Yeah. And that's that's always what I say. The blessing within this is, at least for people, hopefully, I mean, it's not nowhere near what the media has been telling us because it should be their job to tell us, hey, let's get out in the sun more. Let's work out more, right? right? Let's yeah. let's let's eat better. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about vitamin D more. Here's what we're really saying. Yeah. Um, but now we know the importance. And a lot of people in this community uh, are, are really going, all right, ever since my dad, ever since my uncle, my sister, I'm changing my diet. I'm changing the way I... Because they want to, as we were talking about, the atmosphere, the inside of the body, the how, how mm. everything is in an anti-inflammatory state. That's what a lot of people, I think, are taking accountability for, which is awesome, which is really cool. Th- the standard Americans, I don't know, but maybe it's our job to really just keep educating as we as we do. It's probably on the mind of the standard American a little more than it used to be, just health, health yes. in general. And you know, even if even if there's confusion, I think people are thinking about it more. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love that you were talking about the atypical infections in the in the lung. There were you mentioned a few in the lung, and early on when I was talking about COVID, I was talking about 
increasing antioxidants in the lung and strengthening your immune system, uh, reducing inflammation in the lung. And there's a lot of people, and I, I, I just want to ask you this one supplement. A lot of people were asking about glutathione early on. Are you standing behind glutathione as something that is protective in many ways? I, I got to be careful with my verbiage here too, but as something that is really an agent that we can use to strengthen our immunity, for example, we'll say. Yeah, I I would say, uh, and of course, there's so many things, but I would say that from what we've seen with active infection, the support of glutathione in, in the body is probably one of the most critical things, especially early on. And um, the way the way I look at it is, uh, so obviously there's uh, more than the lung problems people get, but the lung is a good model just to talk about this. When you get, remember we said there's the viral infection and then the COVID-19 complex of disease and then your immune system stands in the middle. Well, when the viral infection enters, it's usually mucosal lung. And what happens and why COVID-19 illness is such a Pandora's box is SARS-CoV-2 opens a lot of uh, immunologic channels that are not normally out of balance like they are with SARS-CoV-2. And the people that get, you know, an, a rapid overwhelming, you know, lung problem, for example, well, not only does that make the lung organism sort of wake up and say, hey, we're here too, you know, but it also leads to you know, respiratory problems, but also triggers clotting problems and all, all manner of other problems. Well, if you look at what you know, so part of that is part of our normal immune balance. Like when we get sick, we're supposed to have an upswing in inflammatory activity to fight back. What you don't want is the upswing to just kind of go crazy. And that's what happens with the SARS-CoV-2 virus. It, the upswing of immunity gets a little out of control. Well, if you think about it, so if the if the body has this natural way when we're infected to upswing the inflammation, it also has a natural way to balance it out on the other side. And the balance tends to be, um, and we, you know, glutathione is probably one of the most important topics, but there's things that circle around glutathione to make, keep it there. Um, but the glutathione uh, biology, the complex around it is probably the most important thing initially. And that's because it is what kind of says, okay, we got the inflammation. Um, we're going to have a natural sort of upswing and then tapering off of immune activity to fight the virus and whatever, uh, but we need to support the tissues so the normal tissues stay healthy and uh, and we don't have this inflammatory reaction spin out of control. Well, glutathione is one of the large things uh, that keep that control and, and protect our tissues. It's easy to burn it up uh, when you're sick. Mm. And so the thing that I've tried to counsel, you know, doctors or patients on is, yes, glutathione or maybe precursors like NAC, uh, which NAC actually has some great research that shows that N-acetylcysteine is a, it helps glutathione formation and probably does some other things. It's got great research actually around the SARS-CoV-2 mechanisms and, and muting it. Um, lipoic acid, ALA also helps. Um, so that's really important. But the other thing that happens is uh, we burn out vitamin C really quickly when we get sick with anything. And we humans don't make our own vitamin C. It's water soluble. 
And if you look at anybody after they get sick, their vitamin C levels drop to almost undetectable. Well, you can't keep glutathione uh, workable, I'll just say. You can't keep it active without vitamin C. Um, and so they kind of go down together, which is uh, another reason why it, it appears that vitamin C really helps with folks too, like uh, quite a bit, even, even in critical mm -hmm. cases. So I think glutathione is kind of in the middle of a process that is just naturally depleted when, you know, when we get sick. And then, you know, we we're talking just earlier about, well, you know, we can feel healthy, um, but we're not, you know, until we get sick and we get sick and we got sicker than we thought, there's a lot of just life and toxic exposure and, uh, you know, food and drink and other things that degrade our glutathione activity too. Mm -hmm. So if that's going on, but we feel pretty healthy, uh, we don't notice it till we get sick. And yeah, it's, I think glutathione's a, it's one of the big like target areas that you at least have to keep working. Yeah, especially. So you, you would say early on, you mentioned, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe pre-infection or early on. Yeah. Uh, is there any other well-researched, safe uh, interventions that you yourself approve of, that you are a fan of? You mentioned some vitamin C, you mentioned ALA and, and acetylcysteine. Is there anything else that maybe we can keep on our radar? There's a couple of things, you know, maybe... Um, I'll describe them as, you know, pre and post infection. Um, and all of this, I think maybe makes more difference early on because my personal experience has been the sooner you manipulate these things in the early infection, the less bad the disease will be. Yeah. Generally speaking, in addition to say vitamin C, which again, we, what we take in today pretty much leaves us today. So that's kind of a chronic thing, glutathione support. Um, a lot of focus, like a ton of focus has been for good reason on zinc, because when we can get zinc into our cells, uh, they, they're more viral resistant. Okay. But what I've done with most people throughout, uh, is especially in the prevention side, rather than just taking a ton of zinc, a lot of trace elements get involved in this whole process. Zinc is sort of the, you know, the sexy hot one, but like, selenium and other things are very, very important. So what I've tended to have people do instead of just adding a ton of zinc is get a multi-mineral that's got, you know, reasonable dose of zinc, and most of them do, and take that uh, certainly in the preventive phase because it's going to give you the other trace minerals to support the zinc and its activity. The other thing that, you know, we forget about is this whole glutathione vitamin C business uses a lot of trace elements as well, especially selenium and magnesium and zinc, et cetera. Um, so zinc, yes, but zinc as part of a, a multi-mineral, a little easier to deal with too. So on the prevention side, you've got like vitamin D, vitamin A uh, in reason, uh, your minerals, vitamin C and glutathione, all very important. If somebody is in a high exposure situation, which you could maybe argue everybody is right now. Um, but, but certainly like people who have to, you know, not everyone can work from home, for example, or not everyone has the opportunity to not travel or not maybe be around other people. Um, certain things like bioflavonoids. So like quercetin has been talked about a lot. Well, it, in addition to being an immunomodulator, like vitamin D is, it also uh, helps your cells take the zinc and get it inside the cell where it works better and does some other goodies. So um, quercetin, at least 
certainly in high exposure, but as soon as someone gets infected, we usually add quercetin as a, you know, as a supplement. Uh, and it's very supportive in a, in a number of ways, really. We think of it as a zinc ionophore where it shoves the zinc in, in the cells mm -hmm. and helps resistance. Uh, but it really does a lot of other immune things as well. They're very positive. Um, so, the, I mean, and there's, of course, other things that can be done as well. But that's kind of the base um, support. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And it's so empowering to know that we can always just pick these up and put them in our pantry and take care of ourselves. I love that you said vitamin C is sort of in and out. So we have yeah. to make sure we're eating vitamin C rich foods or, yeah. and if we need to supplement, but we have to make sure we're always bringing it in and, uh, and know that it becomes very, very, very much so depleted when, when we're sick as does glutathione. And that's, I wanted to, so many people asked me about glutathione. I wanted to know what the expert said. So uh, yeah, doc, I mean, look, we, we went over a good amount when it comes to the state of COVID. Is there anything, any other research, anything exciting that you found that maybe you haven't yet mentioned or anything that maybe we should know as far as the state of this infection? Yeah, I think, um, I think a couple of, uh, just we get macro for a second, a couple silver lining stories, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. Um, the first one is I, you know, we, we do get concerned with people that are, you know, have, you know, you check the box on risk factors, which is true. I mean, just statistically, you know, if you're over 55 or 60, if you have some blood sugar issues, if you have, you know, on and on, we all know the list. Um, one thing I will say just on the silver lining side is, is that I've seen people who checked, you know, one, two or three of those boxes, and I've seen them get COVID. Um, and actually weather it pretty well and not need to be hospitalized because otherwise they were actually in quite good health and they were actually not doing a lot of, you know, pro-inflammatory lifestyle things like we've talked about, et cetera. On the other side of the silver lining thing, though, uh, I, and, and there's many more, you know, case anecdotes that I could share, but there were two people I saw who, if you pick the poster children for comorbidity where you should just die with COVID, I saw these two people, they're related, they both got COVID at the same time. Uh, now, th this is, you, you've got, both of them are cancer survivors, both have immunologic issues post-chemo, both are diabetic, very poorly controlled diabetic, both are uh, quite overweight. Um and uh, both have uh, uh, cardiopulmonary disease. So just like this is the wrong person to get this virus. Now that, of course, made everybody more aggressive when they got the disease about treating everything. But, you know, so that was good. Um, one was hospitalized. The other one wasn't, but should have been. It was just one of those things, you know, how it happens. Um in those two people, we were able to not only have them be supported, the one at the hospital, the one at home, uh, but we also got right on sort of an empirical treatment of the most common co-infections. So we didn't have time to test, test them on the front end. We just started aggressive treatment kind of a broad spectrum with these atypical pneumonias and some fungus stuff and, and, and a, a little bit other things that go in there. Uh, and they had a pretty horrible time with the disease, I think, because they're underlying illness, but they both actually live to the end. And I, I would have, you know, I don't like to bet against 
people living and dying, but I mean, you mm. probability wise, neither one of them should have made it through. And I've seen that repeatedly where we can get, you know, appropriate treatment into somebody, especially dealing with the opportunistic infections. So I think it's good for people to know that, you know, your likelihood of getting the infection at some point in the next year is fairly high. Uh, it is weakening as it works its way through the population and mutates, which is great. Uh, it's more infectious, but it's weakening. Uh, but the more that you can do and the more proactive you can be if you do, you know, develop the infection, the, the better your chance of living through. Um, so I, th I think it's important not to get too, uh, you know, like too fatalistic that, well, gee, I'm not in great shape. So if I get it, I'm going to go down. And, you know, I can say there's always time to start working on all this stuff we talked about. But um, the chance of you uh, weathering an infection like this uh, if if you do these things and, and are attentive to, you know, the stuff we've talked about, like co-infections and other stuff, is is very, very high now. Uh, so I, th I think that's a really, you know, it's good to have silver linings. Yes. And thank you for wrapping that up with that. Thank you so much, because it's it's really empowering for people out there who go, you know, I haven't started any of this. I've, j I've just been a standard American on a standard American diet. But now is the opportunity to change, even if you are overweight, even if you have co-infections, even if you have comorbidities, right. now's your time and um, super empowering. Doc, where can we find your information and tell us about your books? Yeah, um, so the the best, uh, I, I had a web, my web team made a, what I call a hub website. It's D-R-A-N-O-W, Dr. A now, D-R-A-N-O-W.com. And on there, um, for instance, I've written newsletters about various topics. So if you're interested in like a deeper dive into the nutrient COVID connection and what you can take, uh, there's a newsletter tab. You can find that and other things. Uh, it has links to all the media that I do. I do a podcast and other YouTube and other stuff like that. Uh, and then it also um, has links to the books and and everything. So D-R-A-N-O-W, DrAnow.com. Uh, and there's uh, two primary books. You mentioned the uh, 2018 one at the top of the hour, the Outside the Box Cancer Therapies. Uh, that one, you can you can get anywhere you get books, but there's a link on my site. Uh, the new one uh, is called Cancer, the Journey from Diagnosis to Empowerment. And the point of that book was... Uh, after we got done, Dr. Stengler and I did uh, outside-the-box cancer therapies, which obviously is aimed at integrative cancer therapies, as the name might imply. Um, there was really a place I felt for the the mind-body part of the cancer journey. And the biggest part of that is the uh, you get the rug pulled out from under you when you get diagnosed. Yeah. And what I see with patients is the – and we all – you know, bad news hits everyone bad. But it's what you do with that information and how you become an empowered patient. Empowered patients not only have better control over their health, but they live longer too. And so yeah. that book is is all about that sort of inner, okay, you know, I got punched in the face with this. How do I get to be, you know, an empowered patient? So so those are the latest books. Thank you so much for writing that. That is that's what that's what we need, the mind-body part so much because that is a struggle. I've worked in the cancer hospital. I've seen it. People need that direction and they need mm -hmm. that help and support. So for them to go home and read a book and feel good and stand up straight and understand, hey, look, 
the better my mindset, the better my body, the better the signals in my body, the better my outcomes, the better my health. And that's, that's, I'm so happy that you did the part two to it. Um, thank you, doc, so much for being here and taking the time out of your day. I really appreciate it. And I uh, hope to have you back soon again. Thank you so much.